Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Becky of Simplicity for Designs. Uh, Becky is a mom, she works full-time in IT, and then she also has her home improvement uh, blog called Simplicity for Designs. So um, I think you're really going to enjoy listening to this episode. Um, We definitely get into some of the realities of, you know, the year 2020 specifically uh, around like, you know, how do you work full time and take care of kiddos full time plus run your side hustle um, as much as possible, stuff like that. So I think it's definitely something that everyone can learn from. And you'll really enjoy it just as much as I enjoyed um, chatting with Becky. But before we hop on into the podcast episode, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much to Sammy of Go Sammy Lee, Lauren, Rasp File Designs, Sven, Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel, Moody Makes, Bonnie, Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Amy, Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly, Reclaim Living Store, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued ongoing support of the podcast, helping me bring you all two episodes a week. All right, with no further ado, let's hop on in to this interview with Becky of Simplicity for Designs. And then oh, okay. that would have been bad. Okay. <laughs> now I am. Yes. Okay. So you can go ahead and uh, tell us who you are. Okay. Um, I'm Becky, um, a wife, a mom, um, to two little ones. Um, I am a full-time IT developer and also that part-time um, blogger at um, Simplicity for Designs. Um, I blog about DIY projects and home designs, how I update my home to make it comfortable for my family and I, and also just share um, bits and pieces of my family and how we live at home and things we do on a daily basis. All right. Awesome. How old are your two kiddos? Um, My two kiddos are, the oldest is five and the youngest is about three and two months. All right. So you have your hands definitely (laughs) full. (laughs) Yes. I have have a girl and I have a boy. And of course, (laughs) Uh the boy is everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
My my oldest is uh, turned seven in June, and my youngest will be turning five in January. So oh, wow. not too much older, but definitely to the point at least they're somewhat more self sufficient right. than you know they've been in the more recent years. So. <laughs> That I'll tell you, there's true. light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it's been it's been a ride and a process just being home right now with two of them. I'm sure. So I'm sure because yeah. are you with the IT work? Are you working from home then? Yeah, I'm working from home. My husband and I, uh, we've been fortunate to have the opportunity to work from home. So that has been really good for us but also a lot (laughs) (laughs) it is it's it's hard to like be mom full-time and work full-time like at the same time not separated at all like all that oh yeah once (laughs) (laughs) um all right well before we get into like how you kind of got into the DIY space. Um, Let's talk a bit about your childhood. Where'd you grow up and what kind of things were you into? Um, I grew up, well, I was born in um, Nigeria. I grew up um, a lot of, in different countries. Um, My dad, he is an engineer for our company. And so that gave us opportunity to travel um, across the globe. Um, Most of my childhood was although spent in um, the Middle East, in Oman, um, where I got a mix with different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really fun. And I, can, I miss that, of course. And, you know, just being able to um, travel to different places was always fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was always fun. Um, um, as a childhood, I, uh, my childhood, I were was involved in a lot of um, um, arts um, activities like water painting, um, photographing, and and pretty much just getting my hands busy um, making um, making items and stuff and being creative um, because that was how the program school programs were there. We would go to their local. Um, shops in in the Middle East and create like pots and things like that. So that's really where my creative creativity came from um, mm-hmm. from learning those cultures. That's I mean that's a pretty awesome uh, opportunity to get to have that experience and kind of being submerged into the different cultures, you know, not just like going and visiting, but actually getting to like be a part of I'm part of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Were your parents like creative um, at all? Um, well, my mom, she's a business owner. She's into um, her stores are mostly like home based stores um, where she ha- and also like helping events and things like that so Mm -hmm. just growing up with that and her being creative with designs events um and things that she has to select for people's home um that was um one of the things I always looked into doing and she also used to um um make quilts Mm. 
as well. So I would go to her classes when she was learning those as well. So she was, she was really into a lot of um, classes like that, like creative mm-hmm. classes. So that was one thing that always exposed me to being creative and just having that mindset to always do something. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. When did you um, come to the States? Um, so I came to the States when um, I just after my high school um, okay. from from Nigeria. That's when I came to the States. So I came here to my college um, and then um, met my husband. And I've been pretty much been here since then. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, is is your family still in the rest of your family still in Nigeria or have they come to the States as well? Um, we have family year. I have uncles and aunties year, and um, my parents are back home, but I have okay. uncles and aunties here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, are you an only child, or do you have any siblings? No, I'm the oldest um, only girl, and I have brothers after me. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what What drove you to get into IT? Is that I mean, did you go to college for that, or um, like, how did yes. you get into that? So I was in college for computer science. Mm-hmm. Um, so after college, um, you know, got my job. And so I'm doing IT. I've been doing IT since then. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what was it about computer science that interested you? Um, just um, being able to, a lot of problem solving, coming up with using codes to create um applications, um, interfaces between different systems. So that was really what I loved doing. I was mm-hmm. always, I'm always into like problem solving. I'm always trying to figure out how to code something. That's, I just always had an interest for that. And I also think that comes with my dad being an engineer too. Um, so yeah. Did, so did you have like exposure to that like before going yes, off to college? I okay. Yes, I did a lot of um, higher um, education um, math class mm. in high school and I was I got good grades on those. So that's what's my, my guidance <laughs> to doing computer science. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so like you said, in college, you met your, your husband and then, you know, you've been here in the States since then. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you kind of start getting maybe I would say back into that creative side and doing kind of the DIY stuff for your home? Um, I would so it started off when we decided to buy our first home together. Um, just going through that process, um, we built our first home and you know having to go through the design phase and not being able to get some things like some upgrades I wanted just because of cost and stuff like that and then I was like yeah I think I'm gonna just go watch YouTube and figure this out (laughs) (laughs) so that's really when it all started was just watching YouTube reading blogs and just getting ready to be like okay I'm gonna get that nail gun I'm gonna get those tools and I'm gonna just get into it and make the home make our own what I want because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford it then so I would like at least those items you know those things those little upgrades but yeah I was just like okay well <laughs> I gotta do this <laughs> so how long ago was that that you kind of got into that um that was 
in 2015. Okay. Mm -hmm. So about five going on, you know, six years, I guess, around there. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was the first project that you made for your home? So the first thing I actually did um, that I got my first um, tool was our um, hood, hood ranch was, there was a trim that was coming off. Mm. I was irritating me. like seriously what is this (laughs) so I was thinking should I call the builder to send their the guy because I think I had like one year you have like this one year warranty where they Mm -hmm. can come and fix things so I was like okay um no I'm just gonna get nail gone so I literally got myself a Ryobi um brat nail gone Mm -hmm. and I shot that trim back onto <laughs> the wood. Very nice. I was like, oh okay, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get is it the the uh cordless one? Cordless one, yes. Yeah. I got the cordless one because I get I was reading so much reviews and I was like, oh you have to buy the the air compressor and I was yeah. like oh, yeah I don't want noise because you know house the kids well, my first daughter then, yeah. we had our first daughter, and I, I didn't want noise just in mm-hmm. Okay, I just got myself the cutlass. That way I'm not dealing with a lot of um, wires around the house and things like that. Yeah. I mean, besides realizing it wasn't as difficult, I've recently had, like, that same experience. I've never used a nail gun until recently. I put siding up on my on a playhouse at my daughter's preschool, um they had to redo the outside and so I was like sure I can do that I've never used a nail gun before I've never you know (laughs) but it was like you know it really was pretty simple uh to use but um was that the first power tool you'd ever used yes that was my first power tool um that I got and I used I think after that I now decided to um install my cabinet I had to wear myself so I mm-hmm. got like a drill and all that um screwdriver to do that so that was like mm-hmm. my next one but that was yes that was my was first one first... Mm-hmm. was it was it intimidating at all or did you feel like you got this you just went for it it wasn't intimidating I just I just thought I'd just try it mm-hmm. like I didn't even think like oh try it with like a scrap piece of wood I just <laughs> Just went for it. Yeah. I have my, of course, safety glasses, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah. That's all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you're, you're a woman after my own heart. Rarely do I ever take a scrap piece of wood and try out something new. It's like, no, let's try it out on the finished product. It's fine. It's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I mean? So is your husband into doing anything like DIY at all? No, <laughs> no, nope. he's not. He's, he will help me hold stuff, but right. no, he's not. It's like, you do you. That's yeah. what you do. Sure. So, um, yeah. Was he impressed? Was he impressed that you just went for it? <sighs> He was impressed. I think I just think he was like, okay, like, okay, we don't have to call anybody to do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I think as time went by and I started taking on more projects, he was he was like, okay, this is nice. And then mm-hmm. when we have guests over, it's like, yeah, my wife did this. And then, well, your wife did this? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was, okay, so, and then you said hardware, the cabinet hardware was next. What was, like, your first really, like, what was your first big project? project. My first big project was I did a windscarden in my kid's bedroom. And yeah, looking back, there are a lot of things I would have done differently, of course. Um, but it turned out really good. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed yes. too. Um, it's really nice. Um, we like it, and it's it was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of this, I mean, for all of this, were you learning it all from just YouTube and blogs? Yes, from all of this, I learned from YouTube and blog doing a lot of night searching for a go to bed, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. reading and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I started my Instagram account then and I was sharing and people would like suggest stuff to do. So that really helped I as gotcha. well. Like suggest uh, on ways to do things type of thing. Right, yeah. 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 Like I had like um, around the electrical part, I wasn't sure how to like, cut the wood where it's like flush mm-hmm. on the on the board and someone's like oh yeah get an extender so like things like that like I wouldn't have known to get an extender right so it's like I use that to like make everything look like flush on mm-hmm. the board so things like that was really Hey makers, do you know Lauren of Rasp and File Designs? Well, if you don't, you should definitely go check out her work. You can find her on Instagram, Rasp File Designs. Lauren is making all kinds of cool furniture and home decor pieces out of live edge uh, hardwoods and metal bases. Um, that's not all she does though, so you should really go check her out and see what she's up to, especially as holiday seasons are coming up. And I know all of us makers really enjoy making our own Christmas presents, but perhaps you're running out of time, so you want to maybe go check out Lauren. She's in the D.C. area, so especially those who are close uh, location-wise to her. So go ahead, go check her out at Raspfile Designs on Instagram, and let's get back to the episode. Do you have any like uh, one or two people in particular that you, you know, either watched or or read their blogs that was like the most helpful to you? Ooh, <laughs> um, I don't recall because I feel like it was a lot of people. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. You know, I just had pin interest. Mm-hmm. I just save everybody. I don't think I had any one particularly that I would always go to. It was just what popped popped up on Google or mm-hmm. Pinterest that I would look. Yeah. Okay. So have you predominantly just been doing like uh, that DIY type of like home improvement projects? Um, yes. Okay. Um, so yes, my focus has been DIY home improvement. Um, a little bit there and there, I do a, like a smaller project where it's like craft projects, um, which has, that has been recently though, but for the past like four years, it's been DIY home improvement pretty much. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, any furniture, any DIY furniture builds? So I had, I had my first DIY furniture build this year. Um, it was with, um, it was sponsored by Home Depot, okay. uh, which was really, um, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I'm definitely going to be continuing <laughs> like making furniture. Uh-huh. I was definitely experienced, but I did a DIY woven bench. Mm-hmm. Um, turned out really good. I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really proud of myself. Um, we use it a lot in the house. I did a bench. It was from my home office and we use it a lot now. It's very sturdy. And I was like, okay, I'm liking this. Like, I'm sorry, I'm looking into like doing my own, um, probably like vanity, doing my own, mm. um, like a custom closet, mm-hmm. from scratch, things like that. So that's yeah closets closets are like huge right now I feel like every um especially with a lot of the the maker moms that I've interviewed before like Mm -hmm. I think I could I can think of just four off the top of my head that have redone their closets recently um and and done entire builds outs so I'm like man I need to jump on that train because that seems like everybody's doing them right now yes I definitely have that on my list of Mm -hmm. I am gonna do it try it out my husband's gonna look at me like um okay like (laughs) how long is this gonna take you Uh uh-huh but it's something I really want to do myself like I think that would be I'm looking forward to that. I feel like mm-hmm. I have everything I need um, to be able to accomplish that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like, it's one of those things I've always found. Like I look at a closet space and at first I'm like, it shouldn't take too long to like put something together for that. But then like when I start going through my head of like everything that you actually need to do and build and install, I'm like, whoa, yeah, that's probably going to take longer. Yeah, it's, gonna take, it's, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely going to take longer. I've seen people where they, they only do like the frame and the mm-hmm. box mm-hmm. and then they would like order maybe the door and the, you know, and the mm-hmm. face. Yeah, which makes it easier. I probably would go that route, but I will build the frame. I will put build the jars myself, mm-hmm. and just like the door and the face will be like a like an order piece mm-hmm. just to complete it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your like? Where in where is your shop space, and like what's your setup there look like? Oh my shop space <laughs> right now. It's actually my backyard. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't have an official one. Um, I've kind of like taken half of the garage, but yeah, it's probably not going to be. <laughs> my husband's like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we, need a, we need a garage for two cars. But I'm looking for it. I'm really trying to create a, a workspace where... Um, it's mobile where mm. it's something that I can pack, fold, compact, you know, um, expand when I want to use it, put it back when I um, store it into like maybe like a sh- store, tool storage. That is, yeah. You know what I mean? Not taking up more space, but that's, but I do have in my garage where I have my wood, 
all like on the shelves. Um, my tools will be, my tools are hanged on the wall and things like that. So I have that kind of organization in the garage, but mm-hmm. well, the space itself, it has to, to be work. mobile just because mm-hmm. there isn't any more space in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that, it's like on the spot. So yes. Mm-hmm. Now, are you on the East Coast? I'm in Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. So winter doesn't get too terrible then <laughs> it, it gets <laughs> i get it depends on your definition of terrible i mean i'm in right. i'm in the i'm in the midwest so Ooh, no, you know no, no, we no. get you know snow ice below freezing temperatures there is no working outdoors when winter hits <laughs> like there's yes. just it's not happening yeah uh, but depending on where you're at in texas you know, you probably get to work further into winter before it gets yes. so like, too I can, bad. Yeah, I can do, I can work outside probably to like November, December. Um, mm-hmm. It gets really, really cold in Texas, uh, cold, Texas cold. Yes, Texas cold. Um, and I'm saying this because I've lived in Ohio State. That's where I went to. I went to Ohio okay. State University. So I know what cold is. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, just just so other people listening know, like if you're in the South, like us Iowans go to places like Texas and think in like December and January and man, go, man, this is so warm. It's great. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So January is January, February is probably our coldest months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I normally don't do a lot of projects during that time just because. I just don't want to be like doing the project in the garage and have right. to think about like um, dust and all that. Yeah. So I just kind of pause um, during those two months. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you start doing uh, the blog? Um, my blog started off in 2018, um, but not necessarily. It was there, but not like everyone knew about it. Um, right. So I started working on just like the content in 2018 and just kind of uploading my projects that I had done then. Um, my official launch was in 2019. Um, okay. So it's been a year now. Okay. The launch. Mm-hmm. Um, Why did you decide to, to start the blog? So I decided to start the blog um, to write to share my own steps of how I do things. Um, one of the reasons when I was searching for, for tutorials when I was studying the DIY stuff was I found that some, some of the blogs that I read, there were some steps mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was always wondering, so what happened from four to five? Like, I felt like I was missing something. And so I just thought that when I share my own instructions I want to be so so specific Mm -hmm. because there's so many things I've always wondered okay what happens do you put the trim over this trim like just those little things that well the little like nuances right of like you know to be honest probably the people writing the blogs you were reading had learned that whatever that step you're saying is kind of missing years ago and just even forgot that that's a step yeah you know what I mean like they just it's just part of their how they do things and they don't think of it as something that 
they have to put up. But for somebody who's brand new, that's never done it before, that's like a critical, like, critical thing. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, that's one of the reasons I I just feel like when I'm writing my own, I should be able to put every detail. And I think that's what also took me so long to to start my blog, to launch my blog, because I just wanted it to have every single step. I would like literally send my notes to my husband and say, read this. And then ask him, like, do you feel like I'm missing something? Is mm-hmm. it because he doesn't know anything about <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So I felt like he was my person to review my blogs mm-hmm. and, um, and make sure that he's able to do the steps mm-hmm. if he was reading it or if he felt like something was missing. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I started it, just to really just share mm-hmm. my own side of steps as well yeah did you before the blog had you worked with any uh brands like a home depot or anything no (laughs) (laughs) is that pretty recent getting started with with brand sponsorship um yes so sponsorship yes um my first partnership though was home depot and that was last year when i first attended um heaven conference which is a Mm -hmm. diy um blogging home design conference and i well i signed up for home depot orange tank competition um i remember that day i just i just put in my application i told my husband well i don't know if this gonna if they're gonna select me like i wasn't even thinking about it i just Put in the stuff they said. I didn't even, I literally put in like the basic information. I didn't put any detailed stuff. And then I got an email. Oh, you've been selected as part of one of the finalists to pitch your project. And I was like, what? <laughs> I wasn't expecting, like, this is my first time going. I just, mm-hmm. I just never thought that that would happen. So I pitched my project. I actually pitched my, my kids' playroom. I did, um, ship lab um walls and then furnish completely furnish the place and all that um so that was what i pitched to them and i won the home decor decor category section of the competition so yeah that was my first um project with a brand with home people and that was yeah that was it was it was good it was I really, um, it was really a way to communicate, have a relationship, build network. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that conference too was way, was a good, for me, gave me exposure to how I could work with different um, brands. I met new, I met bloggers and stuff like that and build mm-hmm. relationships as well. Yeah, that's, um, that's awesome. I haven't been to Haven conference myself. Um, I don't really do much in the blogger space, um, but I've been to their, I don't know if I should call it their brother conference. Cause it's kind of like, you know, I've been to WorkbenchCon, yes. So um, <laughs> I always call Haven the sister conference to WorkbenchCon, but I've never had a 
talk in the opposite direction. (laughs) Yeah, I've been planning, a couple of my friends, we've been actually thinking about attending that conference. Um, I really do want to go. I really do want to go. Yes. I say, yes, please do. The more women we can get there, the better. (laughs) It has grown. It really has grown year over year. There's more women coming. And I definitely see a lot of crossover from Haven coming over to WorkbenchCon because the focus at WorkbenchCon is more around social media, mm-hmm. uh, like Instagram, and then like video content. So mm. like YouTube and stuff like okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have been actually, I am thinking about YouTube. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely a platform that I've been getting a lot of requests on. So um, that's, yeah, I would definitely want to learn more and, and see people's experiences through mm-hmm. that too with mm-hmm. DIY. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say definitely a place to check out. Um, so have you ended up finding kind of your DIY blogger crew? Like, do you have kind of your crew of, uh, ladies and or guys that you kind of, um, uh, meet with and talk (laughs) with? Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Yes, uh, the same thing that's tribe, having your tribe. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I think Instagram has been a really great tool for the maker community in that regards, like of allowing us to find each other. Yes. Um, <laughs> so kind of touched on it a little bit at the start with just your, your job job, your IT job and having to full-time mom and full-time uh, work from home, especially now during COVID. Um, yep. how, I mean, how are you fitting in time, uh, you know, with the a five DIY. and almost three-year-old with, with DIY home renovations? I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, it's things have definitely slowed down with DIY just because of all of that. Um, I do try to, um, most of the time now is weekends um Mm -hmm. where i can really get into my projects um because i'm at home which is good i could do project during the week but yeah it's not (laughs) it's not possible because by the time i you know have my meetings i have visual visual learning with my daughter Mm -hmm. and by the time we're done with that we have dinner you know the day's technically over so i i use those evenings um to do to focus on my my blog maybe if i have a blog post i need to Mm -hmm. do and stuff like that so um i do that during the week and during the weekends early in the mornings um i i get in my diy projects in that way um Mm -hmm. and I also have to like tell myself it's okay you know yeah things are moving slow um things are different we are in a different world right now um and it's okay and I think just not having that pressure on me you know because of course Instagram (laughs) everybody's like moving fast yeah um you have to give yourself grace and that's what I'm doing right now Yeah, I would, I mean, I would totally agree. I remember when in March, you know, when things started like really shutting down around the country, um, which meant schools, which meant my kids were home with me. Um, 
And it also meant that my job job, uh, I'm a consultant for my job job and every job I had in the works pretty much stopped, you know, came to a screeching halt because companies are like, we're not spending any money because we don't know what's going on. Right. Um, yeah. And so I didn't have work work and which was all right. Cause then I could really focus on the kids and, you know, help get schoolwork done and, and all of that. Um, but I remember looking at Instagram and just like, making myself feel guilty. Like, man, this is when I should be capitalizing on making content and pushing out as much content <laughs> as humanly possible. Um, like, right. you know, and, and I was just like, I just can't like, you know, like kids take a lot of time and energy. <laughs> um, and so that's what you got to focus on. Right. right. It's hard not to hit that. I mean, it was a lot of like guilting over, you know, like I should be launching my business more right now. And it's just right. not happening. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's also how, how I felt like I'm at home now. I don't have to go to the office. I could do more things. I could produce more content. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Totally, totally get it. What do your kid, at least, what do you think your kids think about seeing you do these DIY projects? Um, so my my daughter, she she loves it. She's always saying, "Oh, mom, when are you gonna do this? this? When are you gonna?" Um, um, I did have to get them like to toys, tools, and things yep. like that. So they play with that too, just to keep them occupied while I do stuff. Um, right. um, most time now we are outside. I got them like a sand box area. Mm -hmm. They could play with their sand and things like that. Um, where I can do my own things as well. So mm -hmm. just finding that balance um, to keep them occupied um, is you know it's <laughs> it's always needed too yes i know so, yeah. <laughs> hey makers today's episode is brought to you by tool mom and company or some of you know her as tool mom bonnie uh, she has all kinds of tool related merchandise of gifts and clothing for all ages and genders available at tool mom store Dot com. I have two of the coffee mugs. One says Go Girl, and it has a circular saw with flames coming off the back, which is super sweet. And then the other one is the definition of a tool chick, which just makes you feel kind of badass when you're drinking out of it. So if you are in the market, especially as we're getting close to Christmas, for any tool-related merchandise, be that gifts or clothing, make sure you head on over to toolmomstore.com and extra bonus, you can receive 20% off at checkout if you use the coupon code MAKERMOM. All right, let's jump back into the episode. <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> I had to keep my kids occupied while I was applying finish uh, to a table I made um, last weekend. I was finishing it up and they had come to the shop space because they missed mommy. I had been gone for too long, you know, so they needed to come see me. 
And they, at first they're just walking around. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? You know, just constantly like, no. So I gave them a chisel and I let them take a uh, dried resin off of my workbench. That is what <laughs> occupied their time. Helps oh, me right. occupy their time. You know? Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. We always have to come up with those creative ideas <laughs> to keep them busy. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> say hi to the kiddos right <laughs> okay go meet your dad okay go go ask that go ask that okay okay go ask that okay thank you close the door behind you thank you <laughs> found me that's right they found you. <laughs> i know i understand the feeling i'm surprised oh, we haven't been interrupted yet um, right. <laughs> um so also i did want to ask i mean i do know that the specifically the blogger space is more predominantly women versus mm -hmm. men yes. um but um has there have you felt like there's been any obstacles or or barriers either into the content space or just like access to being able to do your projects uh either because you're female or because you're a black woman i mean has there been anything i would definitely say like um exposure for sure um mm -hmm. I know earlier this year when we had Black Lives Matter movement on Instagram, there was a lot of, oh my gosh, we exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I know like once I, when I started and my Instagram account and just watching myself grow, I always wondered what are those things where, why are people not seeing my account, you know? Mm -hmm what's going on and then all of a sudden I get this influx of influx, um, followers like I'm not saying I'm not grateful for them but it was just right. felt like why now like why mm -hmm. now do people are just wondering why they don't see a black woman doing mm -hmm. DIY um, on Instagram you know so that was that was a tough time for me um, mm -hmm. just processing all that and having to share my story because I just felt like I've always had goals like okay I'll grow this much you mm -hmm. know just be content with right. maybe it's just Instagram but not necessarily knowing you know why this is this is happening and that sudden rush of followers is also a lot to take in because it's like right you're never ready for that you know <laughs> You know, I and I don't want it where it's like I'm being compared to someone else. Maybe they they were showing their project every single day, and you come on MySpace and it's like, oh, you just see her doing a project on the weekend, hmm, you know, things like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was it's definitely um, has been a lot changing um, this year. What a year! Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and having that exposure and I'm, I'm grateful for it because it has brought a lot of um, partnerships to me um, this year. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I worked with, like, I wouldn't even, if someone had told me I was going to work with so many brands this year, I would have been like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, that was not even in my plan until probably like four years, five years down the line. Right. Um, but it has brought me a lot of exposure and um, great opportunities to work with brands and also being able to just push myself further just because this, I love doing what I'm doing and I love having engagement and learning from people's mm-hmm. um, perspective as well. Uh, do you feel like it's been all, I don't even like to use the word all, but do you feel like it's been majority positive? The, the uptick in like followers and stuff, has there been any um, backlash at all? Oh, you want me like backlash? I'm just wondering if if you ended up getting anybody like specifically, especially in the DIY home remodeling space. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've heard from other maker moms that that specifically, like Fine. like they're tiling or whatever, they'll get people from the trades commenting on their mm-hmm. stuff in a more negative light. Uh, and so I was just wondering, like, now you have all this visibility. Are you, does that also come with some yes, negative? Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. I've had folks send me a message where they, they say, um, well, maybe you should hack this person or follow this influencer so that you can do it better. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah so why are you here right (laughs) you know of course definitely more exposure more opinions um for sure and I think that's that's that is expected Mm -hmm. it's just that being able to have that time to know how to deal with those situations is it was like really quick you know right it wasn't it wasn't like uh gradual and (laughs) you know like learn first dealing with one comment and then maybe dealing with two it's just like all of a sudden right yes yeah I haven't haven't had um like a lot I know other folks have um Mm. but I haven't had so much you know but I know that I've had a couple that was really pretty um really bad um Mm -hmm. where it did affect me and you know talking to my my friends, my tribe, they were just keep on reminding me that it's only that 1%. You have to always remember that it's just that 1%. And to be honest, it's saying that, well, it's always, I guess, we have to be okay with knowing that people, it's okay for them to go. Like, it's okay yeah. not to follow me. Like, you don't have right. to follow yeah. me. <laughs> you know, like, right. I want to be able to know that people that follow me are truly here for me. They love what I share. We can communicate. We mm-hmm. can engage together. We can, you know, talk right. and, and be okay with our differences. Um, so, yes, I've had, I know, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I just, I guess I want to ask this for perhaps that person who's out there that maybe doesn't have a good solid tribe, you know, built up to help, to help even say that, like, remember, it's just the 1%. It's just this. 
Um, because un both fortunately and unfortunately, you've gained all of this exposure. I say fortunately because I feel like you should have had that exposure before. <laughs> before. Um, so I want you to know that's where I'm coming from. It's not that I don't feel like you deserve it. It's more, um, it saddens me that it took this mm -hmm. to get you to, you know, have that level of exposure. Um, but I, so I know that there's several uh, members of the black community who, especially in the maker space, who all of a sudden, it was like overnight, boom, they have this huge following. Um, and, and so if they didn't have that tribe built around them before, because they weren't big yet and didn't have that, ex, you know, level of exposure, um, how do you get through that? You know, how do you get through that? <sighs> not letting it hit you hard because um <laughs> i don't know the answer to that necessarily <laughs> um, yeah it's it's um yeah it's tough definitely um <laughs> it's so funny because even before this exposure i had i think it was like early this year you know i i, I got up from work i was on my way home i was just thinking in the car you know why is this happening? Why can't I grow my account? You know, mm -hmm. um, not saying I don't want to put in the work, but right. you know, it was just, what am I doing? Is this a hashtag? Is this this? Like what it is? Like I was tired of thinking like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I text, I text a couple of my friends that I had met in heaven conference. And I was like, um, I think we need to form a tribe. Like we need to get together where we can text each other and we have a call every two weeks and just share our difficulties and, you know, just talk together so that we know mm -hmm. that we're not, we're doing okay. You know what I mean? So I pulled together four ladies, um, including myself and we, we set up our meetings bi-weekly. We even still do that meetings now. We set up that bi-weekly, we will talk about, okay, which area should we focus on? Should we focus on our blog? Should we focus on Pinterest? Should we focus on, mm -hmm. focus on um, Instagram? And we'll just share ideas across each other. And that was really, that made me like good, at peace yeah, yeah. <laughs> with where we are. And these ladies were all on the same level, like the same number of followers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that really helped. Um, and Two, two to three months down the line, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement on Instagram happens. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> um, what's going on? And, you know, all this influence just coming in. And we were actually there for each other to get ourselves through that. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's one thing I would definitely say that I have been grateful about be able to have a tribe before all this happened and have them right now and we're still pressing on because even right now everybody still has their challenges like it's right. new <laughs> um so i would say if 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 you don't have that now um just having maybe one person that you can really just talk to about mm -hmm. it and just let go everything that is concerning because 
you know, talking through it is better than just yeah. having it boiled down into you. Um, if that even involves therapy, I think that's the way to go. And then mm-hmm. also just maybe find one or two people who you've been following and are in the same um, following as you and connect with them, you know, send them a message and say, okay, can we, can we talk? Can we do, right. you know, stuff like that. Um, because to be honest, even the ladies I talked to, I, the only time I met them was at heaven, like right. reach out on Instagram. <laughs> like right. That's right. How <laughs> right. We became close and now yeah. we're friends, you yep. know? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that it was during quarantine that, I mean, uh, I have very similar, there's four of us, including me. That's all women, uh, kind of, we call ourselves the maker squad. That's what we are. (laughs) And, you know, it's very similar. We'll have, you know, not as regular of Zoom meetings, but we've always got like a group chat going on and kind of um, there to help each other out, you know, and it's even a matter of like, uh, okay, this brand reached out to me, you know, and this is what they're offering. Like, is this good? Is this bad? What's your guys' thoughts on it before they ever respond? And it was exactly that we joined forces, I guess, to say, because we're like, we're tired of waiting for the world to find us. We're going to make this happen. Like, we're just going to make this happen. Um, And so, you know, I, and I, that's exciting to me to think like, you know, like you yes. have the same thing and that uh, I'm sure many others are doing something very yes, similar. Yes, like that's exactly like what you said, like just talking about the brand sponsorship and payment, you know, a lot of people have, or what's out there is like black influence and I'm not paid um, compared to the white oh, yeah. influence. <laughs> And then, and then add in that, that you're a woman, you're even paid even less. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So if a brand should reach out to one of us, we're like, oh, did this brand reach out to you? Like talk about things like that. So, you know, it's just, and I feel like we need more of that, to be honest with you, just so that we have, you know, consistency on what we ask for. Exactly. So brands can know that they need to pay. That's right. I'm out. You know what That's I mean? That's right. Yeah. Because if they feel like they can get $5 from somebody else and somebody mm-hmm. says, oh no, you must pay me $100, you know, they're right. of course going to go to that $5. But if yeah. we all have a group together and everybody's a $100, then they don't have any choice. Yep. But to know that that's it, you know. But yeah, yeah, and it, it lifts the whole community up when we all start asking for what our time is worth, because that's really what right. it boils down to. Like, right, you know, people I know from like the outside world will see like a sponsored post or whatever and think, oh, yay for them. They get all this free stuff and it doesn't cost them anything. And it's like, no, that takes time. Like, I have to, I have to. A, you know, negotiate that deal. I have to like think of the project I'm going to make for that. I have to make that project. I have to make that post. Like (laughs) all of that takes time. Um, (laughs) Now, granted, it's all stuff I enjoy doing, but it still takes time. It still takes time. Yes, (laughs) definitely. Yes. Like it does. It's definitely brand partnership. It's yeah, fairly still new to me, still learning through it, but yeah, it, it, takes, <laughs> it takes time. It, takes it time. does. It mm-hmm. does. 
Um, well, you know, we're actually like at the end of our time together. Okay. Um, it went pretty quick. So yeah. I, I want to, they'll give you a chance to let everybody know how they can find you and follow along with you on, okay. um, on whatever platform you want cool. to send them to. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, of course, my website is simplicityfordesigns.com. Um, I'm, I'm on Instagram as Simplicity for Designs and also Pinterest as okay. Simplicity for Designs. Awesome. And I'll have the links to all of that in the show notes so that everybody can uh, find you super easily. Um, And thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Katie, for having me. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. All right. Again, that was Becky of Simplicity for Designs. I know that you enjoyed it, I'm sure, just as much as I did chatting with Becky. Um, And though there were definitely some very real moments, there was definitely lots of laughter as well. So um, I I really love that she has her own maker squad, just like I do. And I'm sure many of you out there do as well. That's so important. It just highlights the importance of community and all of us coming together to help everyone rise. Uh, So that's fantastic. If you want to follow along with Becky, you can find the links on how to do that in the show notes, which should just be down in the description of this week's episode in whatever app you're listening to this in. Um, If you're enjoying the podcast, enjoyed this episode and all of the other previous episodes, make sure that you hit that follow button in the podcast app you are listening to us on. And if you could head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review, that also helps all of the algorithms in the internet's world know that this is a good podcast and others should listen. Also, if you want to help support the podcast, just share out one of your favorite uh, podcast episodes. Let others know that you're enjoying the podcast and how they can listen along. All of that really does help bring more and more listeners to the show, which helps me be able to continue uh, producing two episodes a week. So uh, it's all very much appreciated. You can also follow along with the Maker Mom podcast over on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom podcast. If you think that you want to bump up your support of the podcast, uh, feel free to join the tribe over on Patreon. That's just patreon.com forward slash maker mom podcast. There's all kinds of different tier levels, a one, three and $5 tier level. All of them get you access to any additional content, such as when we have live interviews via zoom, you get access to join right in on that or any other additional content uh, that I can drum up and put out there for you. Um, and then at the different tier levels, there's different merchandise also that you get, so like stickers or t-shirts or mugs. So besides the one, three and $5 tier level, there's also a $30 a month tier level. And that makes you an official sponsor of the podcast. So you get your own very own ad spot in every episode for the week so that means you get at least eight ads a month Um, if that's something you think you might be interested in just know that those spots are very limited in fact I only have one more available so uh, if you really are seriously considering it you might want to jump on it sooner rather than later all right so when I am not 
making a podcast interview or interviewing guests for the podcast, all of which I love doing. Um, you can find me designing and making furniture and home decor for the Bold Home over at freemanfurnishings.com and across all the different social media platforms at Freeman Furnishings. So Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, just look up Freeman Furnishings and you will for sure find me. I am probably the most active on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Most up to date on Instagram. I usually post daily what I'm working on, so you can check that out as well. All right, it is Friday. It is definitely feeling more and more like fall here in Iowa. Um, we're down in the 50s this week, and all the leaves have changed and are falling. Um, so we are rounding the bend to winter for sure. I hope all of you get a chance to get in your shops and make something, spend time with your family, uh, stay well, stay healthy, and until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Thank you.